Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. With years of planning, the Is It Mage, Malthus Reed, has worked to rise above his colleagues. The planeswalker, Rahl Zarek, and the firemind himself, Niv Mizzet. His plan to icy manipulate an extra-dimensional being known as Merit Lage, forcing her to open portals to the multiverse. Using the Demir Guildmaster Lazov, he acquired the secrets needed to plot his course. The Gruul clan of the Zerta were used to construct the giant summoning spell across the entirety of Ravnica. Their enterprise funded by the greedy Ghost Council of the Orzov Syndicate. Lastly, he freed the imprisoned Golgari Perun, Zvogthir, then ordered his own assassination so both might be restored as liches, immortal commanders of an undead army and immune to the mind control of Merit Lage. After years of labor, moments away, will his plan be realized? Find out on the conclusion of Encounter Party! The Black Maelstrom continues to churn over the central plaza as chaos runs rampant across Ravnica. Only a select few can see that all of this madness is actually very much by design. It's the type of controlled chaos harnessed only by a master of the Izzet League. Beneath the growing black, on the outskirts of the plaza, Four citizens of Ravnica approach, orbs in hand. Zalorin, Lorzach, Perix, and Fikara. You regroup at the mouth of the Transguild Promenade, beaten and battered, but alive. In the time that it took to get from the Rubble Belt to the 10th Precinct, Zalorin had laid hands on himself to heal and also comes to the party with Gore Clan markings all over his pristine Orzov plate. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm quite relieved to see you all. Ah, oh, you really do care. At the base of the statue of Agris Kos, you can see a barrage of lightning arcing across the cobblestone. There is no turning back. Steadying yourselves for the end, it's time to put a stop to this. Lorzach follows quietly, his staff marking time against Ravnica's cobblestones. As he approaches the most fateful moment in his relatively short 
elven life. As you approach, your steps quicken as you can see your companion, Xenia, facing off against Malthus Reed alone. But your concern grows for a much different reason. As you arrive just in time to see Xenia, first level researcher of the Izzet League, hand the Lich her orb. Malthus spots you over her shoulder and his eyes flash with electricity as lightning shoots out from his fingers onto the floor in front of you like Palpatine, checking your approach. None of you are where you are supposed to be! Do you understand what will happen if those orbs are not factored into the spell? Senya, how could you? What have you done? If you could see Silorin's face, his eyes are cold daggers. And he just yells out, What are you doing? This is not the contract! Your companion has had a change of heart. She has chosen knowledge over whatever this little rumpus is. Now stay where you are. I shall do it from here. Keep those orbs where I can see them. And I shall permit you plebeians to witness my greatest achievement. With Xenia's orb in hand, Malthus begins to retrace that archaic script in the sky with arcs of lightning. The air is so dry and static that those of you with hair find it standing straight on end. Oh, that's not fair. The air around him begins to freeze over like a window pane, and then that glass begins to crack. Beyond the veil, you begin to faintly see a mass of writhing black tentacles, and this pounding begins to echo in your mind. Lorzach, staff in one hand and cradling his orb in the other, levels his gaze at the undead Malthus Reed and asks, What makes you think you can control her? Lorzach, your words literally crackle in your throat as Malthus just laughs at you maniacally. Despite the cold, each of your orbs begin to glow red hot, scalding your hands as you try to hold on. But the pain is just a moment before they return to their cold, frozen state, and Malthus begins to look around frantically and you can see that something is wrong. He turns to you all, his eyes now glowing orbs of lightning. What have you done? Why isn't this working? What do you know? Let me explain something to you. You spent all this time, all these resources, all this money thinking that your work would protect you from madness. You are insane if you think that you can control her. She is madness personified. You called madness to you. You're not in control. She is in control. You really think 
we're going to allow you to run rampant in other realms? Did you even file the necessary research acquisition forms on the third floor? (laughs) (laughs) The lightning dies in his eyes, and Malthus turns the orb around to see that cartoonish sticker of Niv-Mizzet giving him the thumbs up, and he sneers at it before pressing both of his hands down upon it, compressing as much electricity and heat onto it as he can. And the orb begins to pulse and bubble before melting away like mercury. And in the same motion, you can see all of Malthus's plans just melt away from his face. And he looks up at Eusenia with betrayal and says, Mizium, it's a fake. You absolute imbecile. What the shit? Step number one of every experiment. Set up your safety protocols. (laughs) Reality itself begins to fracture before your very eyes as the veil between realms splinters and then shatters in a hail of ice. Malthus Reed turns back to his spell in horror and just shouts, No! No! Dozens of writhing tendrils of ichor peel out from the void and envelop the master researcher. You can see a flicker of panic in his eyes before he's just ripped apart by the black. All of his undead pieces just splattered onto the cobblestone. Pouring out of the void is madness itself. Hundreds of glowing eyes stare back as a gaping maw opens, bearing thousands of teeth. The roar it bellows is more in your mind than in the air as you all double over, squeezing your eyes shut against the pain. Blood dribbles from your ears as your brain refuses the reality that Merit Lage has arrived in Ravnica. Your final enemy is on the board. Open your eyes and face your end. Jesus! Nice! Fuck. Hell yeah. (laughs) That is so many times more big than I thought it was going to be. Are we ready to begin? Yes. Ready. Roll initiative. Top of the order, terrifyingly, is Merit Lee. Yeah, sure. Will all people within 100 feet of her please make a wisdom saving throw? Oh, why am I not in the middle? 25. 28. 23. 9. 15. The target is 22. Jeez. Damage only if you fail. 24 psychic damage. Landry and Sarah, would you please roll a D100? 76. 39. Xenia? 
this is too much for you. As a madness takes hold, this is beyond anything you were prepared to face. And unfortunately, your old habits return. You are frightened and must use your action and movement to flee from the source of fear. Because of my level up, yeah. I have an aura called Aura of Courage. It makes myself and anyone within 10 feet of me immune to the frightened condition. Well done. Oh my god. However, oh. Fikara um. or Drew, you feel an emptiness that can only be satiated by consuming. During each of your actions, you must consume any potion you have on you until you succeed a wisdom saving throw to break this madness. Oh, okay. If you have nothing to consume, instead you bend to the ground and attempt to consume dirt until you break the madness. Oh, fuck. Like it's Lorzach's turn? Or... Yeah. Got, oh, got it, all right. Lorzach holds aloft his orb and reaches through it. These were her prison once, and they will be so again. She will make a wisdom saving throw. She will fail as you see part of her seize against the ice. That's his action? That is an action. Okay. As a bonus action, Lorzach empowers the Staff of Withering in his other hand. At the end of your turn, as if breaking the veil of reality itself, black tendrils will appear in your realm. 1d4 minus 1 tentacles will make random attacks. Saloran, you will get struck twice by two tentacles in your back. The first one to hit is a 36. The second one is a 24. You will take four and then 20 bludgeoning damage. Noted. Perix. Perix, knowing that distance is always useful with AoE attackers, runs all the way to the right, past Lord's Edge. You are in the middle of the square of Agriscos. You've got a lot of room to move. And then, seeing Lorzach with the orb in hand, if we have to keep doing concentration to hold the orbs, we're not going to be able to do that much damage. Do we think we need to hold her down, or do we think we need to hit hard? Both. I mean, my hope is that if... If all four of us pull it off, we do something? Also, this is just... Is there anybody use the magic to send the statue of Agnes costs crashing down on Merit Lage? It's not that big. Yeah, never mind. Perix pulls the orb given to him by Tesa Karloff and reaches through it towards Merit Lage. She will make a wisdom saving throw. And she will fail. Another part of her seizes up. Perix doesn't have bonus actions, so that will be his turn. At the end of your turn, she will make 1d4 minus 2 tentacle attacks. Of which will be none. Saloran! 
Saloran exhales as he reaches through the orb in his possession and tries to lash her down once again. Please make a wisdom saving throw. She succeeds. Sensing that it didn't quite go right, he looks up and wills a spiritual weapon into existence, striking Merit Lage. 27 to hit. 27 hits. 11 force damage. That is my turn. At the end of your turn, she will make 1d4 minus 2 random tentacle attacks. Lorzatch, a tentacle comes out of seemingly nowhere and smacks you in the head. You will take 17 bludgeoning damage. Ooh. Fakara or Droon, you are up. I will consume a potion of healing. For eight healing. And that's all I can do, right? You may attempt to shake your madness with a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Plus five. Ten. Nope. Xenia. Xenia did her best to ready herself to battle a creature who was imprisoned for eons in ice. And thrusting her hands forward, a blast of cold air erupts from her hands as she casts Cone of Cold on Merit Lange. Will you make a constitution saving throw? Boy, howdy, will I? A 26. She takes 21 points of cold damage. Xenia, just as you would suspect... She is not a fan of cold. Top of the round, Merit Lage. She races up to you as she pulls herself out of the portal even more, within range of the spores. A foreign substance, although she makes a constitution saving throw of 26. She saves. As abject terror grips you, she will strike at Lorzach. Fakara and Saloran. Lorzach will miss. Fakara uh, will miss. Saloran will hit with a 33. You yep. hate to see it. You do. Saloran, you will take 28 bludgeoning damage as she comes in hard. That's her attack. She rushes forward, flailing, trying to devour you. Lorzach. Lorzach reaches out with his spare hand and brings down another torrent of ice and sleet upon Merit Lage. Will Merit Lage please make a dexterity saving throw? 17. And he deals 15 piercing damage as shards of ice puncture the slimy epidermis of this horror from another dimension. And 11 cold damage as he brings her prison back into being, slowly but surely. And as your attacks strike her, the ichor morphs and twists into an image beyond your comprehension, and she demands that you make a wisdom saving throw as your perception of reality undulates in front of your very eyes. Lozach rolls a 22. You make it. Hell yeah, bro. 
Perix. Perix is having this weird moment of, of memory to the black in his brain no longer there now manifest in front of him, and he's remembering the horrible vision he had alone with tentacles, and he remembers that cold does the damage, but he also remembers he needs a goddamn bonus action, and he puts his hand out, casting arcane hand, and a large hand of shimmering translucent force appears in the space in front of him, charging forward to Merit Lage and striking it with a clenched fist. It rolls a 23 to hit. That will hit. It does 17 points of force damage. And as Perix feels this hand come out, he is fully aware that he had to release the orb to cast it. At the end of your turn, again, the reality of what is in front of you is far too much to comprehend, and she demands that you make a wisdom saving throw. A natural one. You would not believe how low I rolled on damage. That's very exciting. You take a mere 17 points of psychic damage. Would you please roll a d100? Yeah. A six. Battling villains is one thing. Conquering the different locations of Ravnica, the guild feuds are all well and good. But this is far beyond anything you possibly could have imagined tackling. And you become paralyzed with fear at the idea of what lies beyond that portal. Siloran. Siloran notes how uncharacteristically quiet Fakara is and how she's spending her time drinking health potions. He touches her, casting lesser restoration and curing her of her madness and says, Fakara Ardrun, fight. And as a bonus action, he will will the spiritual weapon to strike at Merit Lage. Crit fail. Mm. And that is my turn. Fikara, cured of your madness, it is your time to act. Good work, David. Mm -hmm. Realizing that this is something she can take, there's no reason to go mad over this. We can win, we can do this, and we can do this definitely with the help of Rizal. She raises the horn to her lips and blows triumphantly. And as soon as Rizal comes out, she commands, defeat Merit Lage. And then Fikara will move just a little bit up. And then Fikara will then raise her Warhammers triumphantly and pound on the nearest bit of black flesh she can. A 25 and a 15. 25, yes. Okay. That will be 11 bludgeoning damage. Rizel lands in a fiery burst next to you, standing up, staring at this terror that is Merit Lage. As it is the first time she locks eyes, she needs to survive the horror. David, please confirm this number. Six. The totality of her wisdom save is an eight. Fikara, you roll a d100 for her. 
Oh, I don't like that you're making me do this. 21. Rizel lands on the ground, stares up at what you command her to do, and terror grips her angelic heart. She becomes incapacitated and spends the duration of that time screaming in horror. Is she frightened? No. Thank you. She is officially incapacitated. Xenia. Xenia's eyes glow frostily as she looks to the sky and summons down a hailing ice storm atop Merit Lage's head. Will you please make a dexterity saving throw? Natural 20. You will take five points of bludgeoning damage and six points of cold damage. Is that your turn? It is. Top of the order. Let's see who gets attacked. Xenia once, Sullivan twice. Two claws manifest out of the ichor, each striking one at Solorin, one at Xenia. The one striking Xenia will be a 19. The one attacking Solorin will be a 27. Yeah. Xenia will take 20 slashing damage. Solorin will take 17 slashing damage. As she reaches for you with this black claw, and you see the terrifying maw of a hundred teeth chomp down upon your gruel tattooed armor. A 35 to hit. Yeah. You will take damage in increments of d20s. You will take 30 piercing damage. And Saloran drops. Aura down. Lorzach. How's everyone else doing? I'm paralyzed. I'm okay. I'm down about 20. Lorzach watching the cloaked figure of Saloran slump to the ground unconscious snaps out an empty hand and casts Healing Word at the fourth level. And raises him with 15 hit points. Thank you very much. He reaches out and calls down a giant stalactite of ice from the blackened sky above. And it plummets on top the writhing form of Merit Lage. Will a 19 hit? Yes. As it punctures her slimy epidermis, she takes nine piercing damage, and the icy shard explodes, dealing yet another 19 cold damage. At the end of your turn, she demands that you make a wisdom saving throw. Lorzach rolls a 19. You all blink in terror as you see Lorzach disappear. And he's gone. Paris. Uh, so I can't order the hand to do anything, and I can't do anything because I'm paralyzed. So all I can do is roll to release paralysis? Yes. Great. 13. No, you are still paralyzed. Siloran. 
Should I heal or do damage? Heal. So Lauren's eyes blink open. He gets to his feet and touches his chest, laying on hands on himself for 41 HP. That will be my turn. Fikara. Fikara will hold the Sunforger in her fist, pumping every bit of hope and prayer to the angels that she can think of into it and hurdles it at the gaping maw of this beast and wills it to explode in her mouth. Uh, that'll be a 27 hit. 27 hits, yes. Excellent. And when the Sunforger reaches where it's intended, it will explode into fiery glory. For 30 fire damage. Whoa! Hey! Yes. And I will take my bonus action to hit it. 19 to hit. 19 hits. For 7 bludgeoning. Got it. Would you prefer that Rizelle heals or does damage? Right now, damage. Rizelle will cock back with something that looks like a guiding bolt and will successfully launch it into Merit Lage for some damage. The area around Merit Lage's face is beginning to glow. Xenia. Xenia teleports all the while holding up a middle finger to the memory of Malthus Reed to a space 90 feet from the monster's gaping maw. She does all this carefully. Which creates a thunderous boom. Would Merit Lage please make a constitution saving throw? 24. Save. For 18 points of thunder damage. Merit Lage continues to thrash about, swiping twice at Perix. One of those will miss. They automatically hit. Oh, you're paralyzed. Never mind. You will take 16 and then 14 bludgeoning damage. Fikara, a 30 to land a bite on you. Okay. You will take 28 piercing damage. Ouch. Will she please make a constitution saving throw? No, because currently you don't exist. Oh, that's right. I'm gone. Until the end of your turn in initiative, Lorzach Rotspeaker blinks back exactly where he was, having spent a frightening six seconds in some other realm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Perix, as you took damage, you are no longer paralyzed. Coming out of this paralysis where Perix felt almost calmed against the storm around him, Perix backs up three spaces. While he backs up, he begins to form a ball of ice in his hands. But because that ball takes a second, he uh, first uses a bonus action to punch the shit out of Merit Lage with an arcane hand. 19 to hit. 19 hits. Merit Lage takes 14 force damage. And then, as Perix reaches his intended distance, he launches a chromatic orb of ice directly at Merit Lage. 24 to hit. 24 hits. Thank you, Dice Gods. You've been so shit, and I really appreciate you now. To receive 43 points of cold damage. Wowza! As Perix burns his second fifth level slot. Put her in the dirt. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, fuck. A 17. Before you get a chance to cheer on your companion for such a devastating blow against this horror, he's gone. Saloran. Keeping a singular focus on Merit Lage, he doesn't even realize that Perix has disappeared from this plane of existence. Saloran just takes his morning star, grips it, and tries to lay into this monster. 23. Yes. Yes. He will channel a third-level spell slot to smite Merit Lage. Yeah, he will. Merit Lage is not undead, so he does not get an extra D8. Is Merit Lage undead at all? No. Yeah, just making sure. <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying to get what I can. Ten piercing damage. Sixteen radiant damage. He rears back with his morning star and lays in again. Eighteen. To hit? Yes. Miss. Oof. Oof. Found the armor class. And 
He misses the second attack and curses his luck, looks to Lorzach and says, Good luck, and casts Shield of Faith on Lorzach. Hmm. You'll love to see that, though. That is my turn. At the end of your turn, she will deal 1d4 tentacle strikes randomly. Two tentacles strike out at Lorzach Rotspeaker for eight bludgeoning damage, and then another eight bludgeoning damage. Oh, they just hit. They don't make... Oh, I'm sorry. They do. I got ahead of myself. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. Yep. One will strike and hit for a 34. You will take eight bludgeoning damage. The other one will strike for 30, and you will take another eight bludgeoning damage. Thanks, Ned. No, no. No. Like shield of faith, we've got some bonuses. <laughs> it doesn't Soarin. at all sound worse now. <laughs> we'll get struck by a third tentacle. That is a natural 20. <sighs> the total roll to hit you is a 37. Yeah. You will take 12 bludgeoning damage. <sighs> Fikara, you are up. As you stare up in abject terror at this writhing monstrosity of Black Icker, you may take your turn. Okay. Sloren, how are you doing? I'm good. You good? You good? Is everybody else good? I'm on another plane of existence, so I'm probably about as bad as can be. Okay, you're good. Um, you're good. How are you? Actually, you're you cold-blooded. Not... You might be all right. <laughs> Show up on Dominaria. Okay, like, this away. is dope. <laughs> okay. That's not how cold blood works. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of how cold blood works. <laughs> Is it, it's, a, it's a full action to use the orb, right? Yes. Okay. I will get my hammer back. Remembering how naked she feels with only one war hammer, she raises her fist to the air and says, Come back to me! And summons her sunforger back to her fist and will take her bonus action to hit with her other Warhammer for a 22. 22 hits. Yeah. For nine bludgeoning damage. You splatter ink all over the pavilion. Would you like Rizelle to do damage or to heal? Um, let's have her heal. She cast Cure Wounds on Ficaro or Droon for 10 HP. I'm all right with this. Thank you. Xenia. Xenia sees her compatriots getting pummeled so quickly, burns two sorcery points to cast False Life as a bonus action on herself. For 22 healing points, she then, from her great distance, casts Firebolt at the monster. For a 16. Does not hit. Xenia realizes she may need to cut that distance if she wants to use her full arsenal and hold steady. At the beginning of the round, Merit Lage will encounter the strange fungal spores of Lorzach Rotspeaker and will defend with a natural 20. I'm the hell out of some 20s over there, Brian. If I can get one of these dies in the right corner, it always comes up 20. That feels like cheating. <laughs> Feels like practice, as we've learned over the course of this podcast. 
No damage if it's your fence. No. No, okay. she saves, she saves. She will then attack. She will swing twice at Rozelle and then do something else to Lorzatch. Rozelle takes a pummeling. His claws that are there but not there poke out from the ichor and slash before retreating back into the amorphous mass of Merit Lage. Lorzatch, she will attempt to take a bite at you with that terrifying gaping maw. A 30 to hit. You will take 23 piercing damage as this head extends much farther than you thought it could and chomps upon you. It is now your turn. Lorzatch reels from the attack of Merid Lage, his spores dispersing into the air around them. This black ichor that's all his own oozing from fresh wounds. He clutches the orb close to his chest and reaches out once again to restrain this thing. And will she please make a wisdom saving throw? A 12. She will fail. And Lorzatch enacts some spectral memory of her planar prison, restricting her movement, the black ichor seizing, slowing, and like molasses, she trudges through this plane. At the end of your turn, she will make 1d4 minus 1 tentacle attacks, which will be zero. Perix, at the end of your initiative turn, you reappear on the plane of Ravnica. Saloran, it is your turn. After the hit connected, and he smite Merit Lage, he feels that this extra planar horror can take a lot of punishment, and he needs to, in some way, prevent as much lethality as possible. He reaches into the orb and tries to lash her down with a mental prison. Please make a wisdom saving throw. She fails. Yes. That will be my turn. At the end of your turn, she will make 1d4 minus 2 tentacle attacks, which will be 0. Ugh. Fikara or Drew? Yes. It is your turn. Oh, all right. Sorry. Feeling like it's the only recourse she has, she's just going to keep continuing to bludgeon this extra-dimensional jerk face in as close to the face as she can get and beat on it with her warhammers. A uh, nut 20! Yes! So that's a 30. Does that hit? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. And a 21. Also hits. All right. Interdimensional jerk face. Yeah. I mean, I figured that would be a good one. Uh, 10 bludgeoning, 11 bludgeoning, so 21 bludgeoning, and she will take her bonus action to strike with her Stunforger again for a 26. Yes. And 11 bludgeoning damage. Hell yeah, Fakara. Your insults confuse this abomination from another realm as she takes a smack to the face from the Sunforger, and you can feel her form break and ooze into something you might consider bloodied. 
Would you like Rizel to heal or deal damage? Uh, let's have her deal damage, please. She strikes, but misses. It's all right, friend. It's all Give right. me a perception check. Me? Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, 11. Rizel the angel does not look like she's doing well. She's doing her best to stay strong, but even angels know fear when it comes to Merit Lane. Xenia. Hailstones the size of softballs rain down upon Merit Lage's head as Xenia casts Ice Storm. Please make a dexterity saving throw. A 19. She takes one point of bludgeoning damage and seven points of cold damage. And Xenia just keeps getting so frustrated at how dexterous this monster is and how frequently she's able to subvert her, her attacks. Would you please make a wisdom saving throw? Yes, I will. And I'm going to use Tides of Chaos to roll again. Oh. <laughs> the dice have spoken. No. And I and for the second roll is a crit fail. No. Would you please, for Tides of Chaos, roll a D one hundred. Want to use a couple mine? I'm going to believe in my dice. Okay. You know I always talk so gently to you. You can do this. 67. You have no choice but to crumble to your knees as you scream out in horror. Would you please roll a d100 again? Forty. You feel as if perhaps things are going well. Perhaps you feel just a little bit more invigorated, and you regain eighteen hit points. (laughs) 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 I was getting ready for that to be it. Okay. (laughs) And then, unbeknownst to anyone in the back line. You disappear. Top of the order, Merit Lage will continue to assess these fungal spores. Uh, no, she won't. She will not. Buddy, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Having recharged an attack, the hundred eyes of Merit Lage flash with a light, and everyone within 100 feet must make a wisdom saving throw as terror unleashes onto Ravnica. Plus five for Kara. Rizel saves. Hell yeah. Um, wait, no. Oh, it's wisdom. I, I, no, I don't. 18. 23. 12. 25. 25. Lorzach. And Fakara or Drew. 
will each take 29 psychic damage. If you are still up, roll a d100. 15. 45. Lorzach, after getting blinked into another realm, you know a modicum of power of what this creature could possibly do to your psyche, to reality itself, and you become paralyzed with fear. Fikara or Drew? Yeah. You are speechless in horror and can no longer speak nor cast spells. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Lorzach, it is your turn. Uh, as Lorzach is paralyzed, he will try and fix that. For a 28. But a moment of weakness as you shake the paralysis off and re-engage with this terror from another realm. Perix. Perix takes hold of the cold that he felt on Dominaria, and he channels it into a chromatic orb of cold and ice, possibly colder than he's ever even been able to comprehend, and he launches it at Merit Lage. 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Yes! Fuggin' zero Kelvin, bitch. For 28 points of cold damage. Yes! As Perix moves around to the side to get a better vantage point at her horrifying maw. On your way over, would you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Yeah. Yeah, I will. <sighs> He's really broken, man. What did you do to him? 21. As you shuffle to the side <sighs> to reposition yourself to aid your teammates in this fight, you blink again. Jesus. Solorin. The mental lashing in place and firmly secured on his end. Solorin's focus is singularly on fighting off Merit Lage. He lays in with his Morning Star. That is a 14, but he channels divine energy to get a guided strike, and that is actually a 24 to hit. You land home. He will burn a third level spell slot to smite Merit Lage. 11 piercing damage and 24 radiant damage. Battle fervor alive inside of him. He rears back with a morning star and strikes again. 21 to hit. Yes. He will use a second level spell slot to smite Merit Lage again. 14 piercing damage. 5 radiant damage. Crushing. And that will be my turn. Yes. Not quite yet. You hate to see it. As you can feel the weakness taking hold, you have to wonder just how far until your brain breaks as well. Would you make a wisdom saving throw? 28. Yes. Not yet. Fakara, you're up. Fakara raises her warhammers and begins to try to shout. 
but fails quite spectacularly with nothing coming out of her mouth and just decides to wail into Merit Lage a couple more times. 22, and I believe that was like five. Uh, so 22, uh, six bludgeoning, and I will take my bonus action for 21 and 13 bludgeoning. Do I need to wisdom save to see if I can talk again? Yes. Plus five. 19. Would you like Rizel to heal or do damage? Heal. Herself, if that's a choice I can make for her. You can. She puts a hand to her Boro sigil and heals herself for a small amount of hit. Xenia, at the end of your turn, you blink back into the realm of Ravnica. Top of the order, Merit Lage will strike out. Claws continue to manifest and retract as they swirl around these writhing tentacles. Lorzach will get attacked for a 36. Rizel will get attacked for a 35. And Fakara will get attacked for a 34. Damage. Lorzach will take 25 slashing damage. Rizel will Rizel will take some damage. Fikara will take Fikara as a gaping maw chops on your upper torso you will take 38 piercing damage. Still up. Um, Unfortunately, you can't call out. As you see the bonds on Rizel's wings shatter. And she stands tall and cocks her head to the side and gives you a wink as her sword ignites in flame and she goes charging with a rushing scream into the open maw of Merit Lage and disappears behind a sickening crunch. And the horn at your side splits in two. Lorzach quivers. This not blood dripping from every wound and he hacks and coughs as he awakens the spores in his body one more time for what might be the last time. These fungal filaments knitting shut what they can, this icker drying on his cracked and shattered armor as he's not quite ready to die yet. Who looks the most wounded out of the people that are next to him? I have three hit points left. I have 44. All right. As a bonus action, Lord Zatch can catch the blood flowing down from the cracks in her armor, and he heals Fikara. For 13 hit points. Thank you. End of turn. Perix. 
At the end of your initiative order, you blink back into reality. Soloran Trent. The pounding in his ears is ringing so deeply in his body that for a second he wonders if the battle tempo songs of the gruel are coursing through him with these tattoos on his armor. Maybe this rage is giving him the mental fortitude to withstand Merit Lage, and he just keeps cracking into her form. 19 to hit. Yes. He hits, and with a second level spell slot, smites her. 10 piercing, and 12 radiant damage. He raises his Morningstar above his head and brings it crashing down with a scream that would make Rorik Anthar proud. 23. Yes. He will smite her again with a first level spell slot. You are dumping them all. Nine piercing damage. Eight radiant damage. That's my turn. You continue to wail on this horror from another realm splattering ichor and ink as you bore your way deeper inside of her. As you take a moment to catch your breath, you see all of her essence recongeal as her face turns to you and screams into your mind. Know me. Wisdom saving throw, Saloran Trent. 22. Vikara, silently, it is your turn. Vikara takes a knee, tears and mud, and a little bit of blood just pouring down her face. Quickly takes a minor healing potion for five points of healing. And then we'll take her action surge to bring both of her warhammers up and into the flesh of Merit Lage because she took Rizal and Rizal is she took Rizal and that focus she just doesn't have it in her right now so with a 13 and a 9 oh and a wisdom saving throw yes plus 5 6 the words choke in your throat Xenia, having returned to the realm of reality, can see you are down one party member. Xenia has not been performing as well as she needs to and can't focus on what she'd like to and mourn her party member, but instead she moves forward and then focuses on the monster and casts a lightning bolt directly at it. Will you please make a dexterity saving throw? Natural 20. For 13 points of lightning damage. And Zenny is just at a loss. She's throwing out these huge, very, what should be powerful spells, and they are not doing the damage that she needs them to do. At the top of the round, as the spores continue to infect her alien form, Merit Lage will fail to defend against them. Yes. And she will take 15 necrotic damage. 
as they seep through her otherworldly corpus. For those of you in the front line, reality will bend around you as she pushes you back 20 feet and strikes at both Fikara and Saloran. Two claws appear from her goo and grab onto both of you for strikes. Fikara or Drew does an 18 hit. I have an 18 armor class. Saloran Trent does a 33 hit. No. That <laughs> <laughs> hits. Say it out loud. <laughs> Stranger danger. Stranger danger. You need an adult. In the van. <laughs> wow. Fakara or Drune. Fuck me. You will take a mere eight damage. Oh, good God. Off of 3d12. Oh, God. Fuck me. Saloran Trent. You will take 13. And then a giant gaping maw will attempt to bite you in half. For that is my roll. How are you rolling this many 20s? It's the final boss fight, big guy. You will take 4d20 damage. What? For 37 piercing damage is a giant row of hundreds of teeth crunched down on your armor. As Merit Lage's arm lifts Saloran into her mouth and as she chomps down, everyone around him can see a jolt as he goes limp. The lashing is also now gone. Lorzach. Lorzach, breath heaving with effort. This sticky black substance seeping from his body, as much cytoplasm as it is blood, watches Siloran go limp, watches his body get cast to the ground, and thinks, no, this dandy doesn't get to die yet. And he snaps out with an empty hand, casting Healing Word at the fourth level, and heals Siloran for 14 hit points. Thanks, bud. As an action, as he draws this sickly black and green mana back into himself, he lashes out with the Staff of Withering for a 27 to hit. (laughs) Yes. He deals eight magic damage and expends one charge of the Staff of Withering to deal another 11 necrotic damage. Hell yeah. As his spores are active, he also deals another three poison damage. And that is his turn. You very quickly realize poison ain't gonna do shit to her. Uh, She also must make a constitution saving throw. 20. She succeeds. At the end of your turn, we have no orbs activated. She will make 1d4 tentacle strikes at random. She rolled a 4. Lorzach, 
two tentacles out of nothingness strike you. One actually will miss. The other one will hit. You will take 15 bludgeoning damage from an otherworldly tentacle. Xenia, out of nothingness behind you, a tentacle will strike. And even though it rolled a natural one, it will still beat your armor class. Jesus Christ. You will take 16 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Solorin. I roll a 20. I just look in your eyes and I can tell. It's a dirty 20. Damn it! <laughs> Still hits! You will receive 10 bludgeoning damage. Perix, you are up. Six seconds is a remarkably short time, but during his break from battle, he started thinking through all the voices that lived in his head for weeks and all of the experiences he had with the tentacles, and he came to a realization that almost makes him laugh at a creature that now he finds diminishingly scary. And he returns to the plain of Ravnica, and as he forms another ball of ice, he says, you're far more scared of Dominaria than we are of you. Go home. And launches another chromatic orb for 26 to hit. Put her in the dirt, young son. For 27 points of cold damage, as this orb launches out of Perix's hand and strikes it deep inside this writhing, not quite solid mass of ichor, and then Perix will retreat four spaces. Would you make a wisdom saving throw before you do that, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. Happy to. A nine. If you wanted to see it so badly, you're welcome to go back as you blink out of existence. Sure. Saloran. Saloran's brush with death has broken his battle tempo. Exhausted, blood pouring out of wounds all over his body, he wearily thinks to himself, the debt must be paid as he drinks his potion of greater healing. Nice. For 17 points of healing. Good. And that will be his turn. Let's see if you've broken yet. Wisdom saving throw. 16. Roll a d100. Ninety-eight. You will take nineteen psychic damage. Are you still up? Yes. Saloran Trent has pushed too hard. He's taken too much on the shoulders of him and his guild and his pride. And your entire consciousness blinks out for a second, and you crumple to the ground, unconscious. An unconscious creature is incapacitated. They drop whatever they're holding and fall prone. 
You automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. Attacks have advantage. And any attack against them is a critical hit automatically. Fikara or Droom, it is your turn. With nothing left to do and no way to release the rage inside of her, she simply takes her warhammers and strikes as hard as she can. All right. Uh, 27, 27, and 12. The 27s hit. That's going to be a 14 bludgeoning and an 11 bludgeoning. 17 for wisdom's check. Still silent. Okay. Xenia. Just to double check, bringing Antonio about, is that an action or bonus action? Bonus action. Gorgeous. Okay. Xenia is so tired that this just continues. She knows they desperately need something massive. So she burns seven sorcery points to get back a fifth level spell slot. She takes the glass case containing the storm cloud from her back and sets it on the ground next to her. It has been her constant companion for years. She she has cultivated this storm cloud. She has nurtured it. It has been her best friend. And she looks deep into its swirling depths with as much fondness as Xenia can contain. And she whispers to it, It's time, little buddy. She pops the lid of the glass case. And the storm cloud comes out and appears in front of her. And it starts small. It starts small. But then Xenia pulls the tubes that connected to the glass case from her sleeves and steam emits forth. And it joins with this storm cloud, which just continues to get bigger and bigger. And it grows and it grows until it is as massive as any cloud that you could see in the sky. And it is swirling white. These beautiful, gorgeous snowflakes and lightning and shards of ice. And it swirls above them all in this stunning whirlpool of winter. And then she casts Cone of Cold at Merit Lage with this typhoon of nature. Will you please make a constitution saving throw? Eleven. Merit Lage takes 41 points of cold damage, biatch! And as a bonus action, Xenia awakens Antonio. I can either do mass cure wounds. We're all at that place where mass cure wounds can turn the tide. Well, just here's the th- we're entering the place we were at with the ghost council. Yes. Where we're resurrecting people and they don't have enough hit points and then they just to die. stay up, yes. So we can do one of two things. We can either burn his last fifth level spell slot to sort of stem the bleeding. And then we need to make every other character beat its ass as hard as we possibly can. Or he uses his last fifth level spell slot to try and snipe it with ice. And we just go full kamikaze. We go 
into the breach. I actually, I, I think you have to. I'm okay with if, if I go down and I go down. I mean, because Salorn's stabilized. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about death throws. No, not yet. So. There is a chance that Brian will roll in such a way that all those tentacles attack Salorn's body, but he is okay dying. So Lauren does not have to step away from this. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of the round, Xenia, you hear a sent message in your head that tells you to look up. Make a dexterity check, please. Eight. Take an inspiration from me and reroll that. <laughs> okay. Nineteen. The target, as it was many days ago, is 70. And as you look up to the sky, in a curious flyby, Niv-Mizzet, Draco-Genius, swoops in with an arc of fire, creating a bit of a gap between Merit Lage as she shrinks away from the dragon flame giving you a brief moment of respite, and you see a shining sparkle descend from the sky, and with the deafness of an it sorceress, you breadbasket catch the fifth orb that he had been hiding. Xenia says, thank you, Niv-Mizzet! <laughs> Top of the round, Merit Lage will strike out. She will fail against the spores. And she will take 11 necrotic damage. And with a sickening shriek, she will shrink back, managing only a single attack against Perix. (sighs) She will connect for 30. You will take... 25 damage. I'm up. Okay. <laughs> Lorzach Rot Speaker, it is now your turn. You have seen it fit that the Fire Mind has chosen this moment to return an orb he had been keeping in secret. <clears throat> Lorzach, taking a hint, clutches his orb to his chest and reaches out to bind Merit Lage. Will she please make a wisdom saving throw? She rolls a six. As a bonus action, Lorzach will snap out an empty hand to heal Siloran yet again with healing word. For 17 hit points. Perix. After a third trip to somewhere else, Perix feels he's finally ready to conquer the voices that were in his head. And with the orb gifted to him by Tessa Karloff, taken from Svogthir the Lich, he reaches through the orb into Merit Lage to bind it into its prison. Would she please make a wisdom saving throw? 
The target is 17. She rolled 16. Fuck yes. And since Perix has no bonus actions as a character, he, uh, that's what will end his turn. So, Lauren Trent, as you rise, you realize you've got a level of exhaustion. The penalties of falling unconscious under the weight of such oppressive insanity. As Lorzach's magic seals the wounds in his body and helps replenish the lost blood, Lorem breathes out, <gasps> and his eyes lock on Lorzach holding the orb to his chest, and he grabs this item that he thought was the damnation of Ravnica and hopefully uses it as a means of Ravnica's salvation. Please roll a wisdom saving throw. Don't, don't fuck with me, Brian. A two. Oh, oh, oh God, this is the worst. At the end of your turn, she will make one D4 tentacle strikes. Minus three. She will make one attack against who doesn't want it. Who wants it? Hmm? I'll take it. I'm healthier than other people. That's true. You are healthier. She hits in the 30s. According to initiative order, I have rolled a five. One, two, three, four, five. <sighs> from behind you, from the nothingness, Xenia will receive a black tentacle wrapping around her throat for one shy of max damage. You will take 17 bludgeoning damage. And Xenia squeaks out, I'm okay. <laughs> Fikara or Droon. Oh my god. You are up. I will take the orb and just think of all the things we've sacrificed, of all the things we've been through, and take all of the power that I can muster into the orb and lash this monstrous monstrosity in its cold, awful prison to leave us alone. Please make a wisdom saving throw. 13. And then as a bonus action, I'll hit it with my Warhammer. Okay, maybe I won't. <laughs> Distracted. That was an 11. See, the funny thing about this is it ain't up to you. It's up to me. I gotta make the roll, not you. I have faith in myself. <sighs> I have faith in Landry. I don't know what kind of faith you have in yourself, but I'm a little scared. At the end of Fakara's turn, she will make 1d4... Minus four tentacle strikes, which will be zero. You could try and smash it out, throw some cold damage at her, do it the long way. Zania is so afraid. 
she hasn't had this orb on her this whole journey. And she thought she was doing the right thing, and she still believes that. But the weight of that secret held her down for so long. And all she wants to do is protect Ravnica and protect the party. She holds the orb and for the first time ever for her, reaches through it with her mind to try to bind Merit Lage. Would you all make wisdom saving throws? Plus five for Kara. Did you get one? I got that 20! Me too! Ah! <laughs> 17. 20. Non-natural. 10. Merit Lage reaches out with both mind and body as hundreds of black tentacles reach out into your minds. The five of you together create a wall of ice in your hearts turning off all emotion that may feed into her horror. Her efforts slow, her momentum stymied by the sheer defense of will you've built up over the course of the campaign. Her maw opens wide, ready to swallow you whole. You see oblivion behind those teeth as the blackness threatens to take you, but her movements slow, and the end never comes. Merit Lage shimmers with frost as the very world around you freezes to a standstill. All time stops in a frozen moment, until, like a mirror, your eyesight cracks and the world fractures as the image of Merit Lage splinters like glass into a thousand pieces. Behind her broken image lies the statue of Agris Kos, hero of Ravnica, staring down upon your party with the pride of one who understands the gravity of what you've just done. The maelstrom dissipates, and peace returns to Ravnica. You win. Yes! Oh. Oh my god. Yes! Fuck you, Mary Lake! Fuck you, straight to hell! Eventually, the madness dies down. Envoys are sent to the Burning Tree, largest of the Gruul clans, recruiting them in the fight against the undead horde. The Gruul would never miss a chance to run unfettered through Ravnica, and they join the Gore clan in Precinct 3, bringing the reinforcements needed to save the Celesnia Conclave. The angels descend from Parhelion and engage the Rakdos mob, as their numbers dwindle and the fervor recedes, 
the great demon is defeated as he usually is, by simply growing bored. With an aggravated sigh, the fire in his mouth reduces to smoke, and he quietly lumbers back to Rick's Mahdi to sleep. Relieved by the angels, Tajik and the rest of the Boros Legion manage to congregate on precincts 1 and 2, freeing both the Azorius Senate and the greater populace of the Orzov Syndicate. The Black Maelstrom dissipates, and the city of Ravnica expels a collective sigh as the great unknown calamity ends. A long period of recovery follows. Upsets in power amongst the guilds will require long deliberation to rectify. Too much has been shaken to return to anything normal. Instead, Ravnica takes the following months to adjust to a new norm. No longer sharing a common goal, five citizens of Ravnica return to their guilds, adjusting to their own new lives as well. With the fate of Ravnica secure for now, Siloran returned to a fractured Orzov syndicate. The power shift from the Obzidat to Tesa Karlov, compounded by the assault of the zombie horde, drew many opportunists ready to capitalize on the shifting power dynamics. He continued to be Tesa's fist, enforcing contracts of loyalty and collecting debt on her behalf, monetary or otherwise. After weeks of exercising Orzov justice, a tenuous calm fell over Orzova, and the reorganization began. In his position of high ministrant, Siloran became less of a sledgehammer and more of a soft voice carrying a large stick. His experiences with the party, such as participating in a Boros war room, earning the cooperation of Rorik and Thar, and negotiating a contract between the guild leaders Lazov and Niv-Mizzet, gave him a unique insight on inter-guild jockeying. He's becoming known as a skilled negotiator with unquestionable honor. Not bad for an upstart born in the gutters of the Seven Swords. He's also becoming known for hosting a curious array of companions on his estate. After all, how many of the Orzov Syndicate are known to fraternize with a Minotaur, a Devkorin, a Vidalkin, and a Frog? Following the defeat of Svogthir and his sealing within Vitugazi, as well as the seemingly permanent death of Malthus Reed and the banishing of Merit Lage, Lorzach Rot Speaker returned to the Undercity to oversee the recovery and restoration of the Golgari Swarm. His efforts to locate Gerard and Mixil failed, father and son seemingly lost and gone forever. The power vacuum in Karazda renewed old enmities between the Devkarin, Kral, and lesser factions of Gorgons and Trolls. Lorzach excused himself from the power struggle, working with Izoni and Thrinvash to reunite with Devkarin survivors and tally the dead from Svogthir's campaign against Ravnica. Among the survivors was Lorzach's mother, Jora, who seamlessly resumed her service to the Numatka. The machinery of Ravnica quickly forgot Lorzach's contributions to saving it, as he toiled in thankless obscurity to revive his guild. Perix wearily returned home to Zonit Four. When he left, he believed every being had its place and the guilds maintained this structure for the good of the Ravnican people. 
The machinations of Malthus Reed exposed the cracks in the veneer of Ravnica, and Perix now knows that when power consolidates into the hands of the greedy, those with no voice are the ones who lose. After giving everything he had, including almost his life, to stop the Ravnican apocalypse, to see Niv-Mizzet claim credit should be enough to turn any being cynical. However, on his journey, Perix discovered the true soul of Ravnica. Individuals from all different guilds who had no power, no voice, and no reason to trust each other still banded together and became the most powerful force on the plane. Upon his return to the Zonnet, Perix vowed to become a leader for this movement, encouraging those above and below him to constantly question motives and fight to empower every voice along the way. The concept of friendship was something Perix never put stock in during his before life, but thanks to Fikara Ordrun of the Boros Legion, Solorin Trent of the Orzov Syndicate, Xenia of the Izzet League, and Lorzach Rotspeaker of the Golgari Swarm, Perix found his life's purpose. As he now says daily through good times and through bad, tomorrow will be a better day. After the harrowing battle with Merit Lage, Fikara Ordrun, Master Sergeant of the Boros Legion, returns to her home in the 34th Precinct. Captain Farland, surprisingly enough, actually smiles when she walks into his office. The captain received correspondence from Tajik, the Blade of the Legion, explaining her promotion and bravery. Once settled into the new quarters to match her rank, Fakara places Rizel's fractured horn on a shelf, sets up her writing desk, and begins writing letters. Not only to her family, but also to the only other people who know it wasn't actually the Firemind that saved the entirety of Ravnica and all of reality. Over the next couple of months, Fakara visits all of her friends. She learns a little about science from the Simic with Perix, helps Xenia with her experiments, learns to cultivate the earth with Lorzach, and takes time to visit with Saloran and babysit his children while he is in long meetings with the Orzov. After her first round of visits, Fakara kneels under a beautiful tree on the outskirts of the Selesnian Conclave, places a small marker that says in memory of Brevin, stands with a salute, and turns away to walk back home. Following the vanquishing of Merit Lage, Xenia returned to the Undercity for a time to learn how to better commune with Fetch. Together, they have developed their own sign language, and Xenia considers them to be best of friends. Fetch has yet to comment. They meet once a week to play charades. She then went back to her guild and College of Storms and Electricity and continues to work on her ultimate goal of discovering means of travel within a storm cloud without turning into fried dough. She was gifted with quite a heavy purse from Niv-Mizzet, both as a congratulatory gift for their victory over Merit Lage and also a bribe to keep her mouth shut. She doesn't and tells everyone who will listen to her about the party's adventure, but no one believes her anyway. She has yet to explode. On the one-year anniversary of the victory over Merit Lage, in the plaza of Agris Koss, a young girl dressed in red and blue goes racing across the square. Her black frazzled hair has seen far too much electricity to bother managing, and her brand new visored goggles are far too big for her face. 
which is why she didn't see the old man until she smacked into him nose first. The young girl peels off her goggles and stares up at the giant, life-size statue of Niv-Mizzet newly erected opposite Agris Kos. The old man turns to look down, seemingly unfazed by the collision. Oh my word! Are you alright? He is far stronger than he looks for a man in his 80s. His glasses shimmer in the sunlight, and his pristine white mustache stretches ear to ear with a smile. Oh, let's dust you off there. Ah, oh, that's better. Ah, is that an it crest I see? Well, then happy Dragon's Day. It's the first celebration of the new holiday recognized by the Guild Pact. A day to honor the bravery of the Firemind Niv-Mizzet, who defended Ravnica from the cause of the Calamity, defeating the horror with a single blast of Dragonfire. The young Izzet recruit climbs to her feet with manic excitement. Yes, now that he's a hero, the Firemind has promised to personally welcome all new League members on his Remembrance Day. I rushed here to be the first in line. I'm so sorry I bumped into you. The lively scholar smiles even wider. That's quite all right. In fact, this has proven to be quite serendipitous. I happen to have a document here that I think the Firemind would be very interested in looking at. Might I trust you to give it to him? The young Izzet Mage nods, turning the rolled-up paper in her hand. It has been sealed by a cartoonish sticker of Niv-Mizzet himself, smiling and hailing a thumbs up. Any sane person would reject such a creepy request, but the poor young mage had no way of knowing her mind was being manipulated. Had she the power to open it, she might have found what appears to be a contract with several unbelievable signatures signed in blood. Party people, thank you so much for joining us on Encounter Party's campaign number one, The Orb of Descent. This original campaign was written by me, Brian David Judkins, and performed and played by our amazing team members, Ned Donovan, Sarah Babe, Andrew Krug, Eddie Cooper, David Lee Huynh, and Landry Fleming. This campaign was specially crafted to reward those of you who made it this far. We encourage you to go back and re-listen to the Ravnica campaign so you can discover all the secrets we planted along the way. You'll get to re-examine the story from the conspirator's perspective and enjoy the timeline in a much different order. And Counterparty is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering created by Wizards of the Coast. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and other music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Serge Narcissov, Darren Curtis, Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studios, Hayden Folker, Miguel Johnson, Safik, VGM Mark H, and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Will Malones, Josh Samuels, Haley Rowland, Megan Judkins, Marcus Thorne Begala, and our community manager, John Craig. 
And you know, the party doesn't have to stop here. If this is your first adventure with us, head over to EncounterParty.com. From there, you can connect to things currently active like our social media and Facebook group for party people like you. See information about upcoming projects and adventures, view interviews and exposés by the cast, or get updates on live appearances. Thank you for your continued support, and as always, let's keep the party going.